Good morning, clerks. Welcome back to another episode of The Clerk Commute. Hello, clerks, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Clerk Commute podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about intestinal ischemia, beginning with a brief overview of the blood supply of the GI tract. Then we will discuss risk factors and common etiologies, features to look for on history and exam, including lab tests to order, and finally, the treatment of intestinal ischemia. Okay, awesome. So before we begin, something to keep in mind is the terminology used to describe bowel ischemia. Ischemia affecting the small intestine is commonly referred to as mesenteric ischemia, whereas ischemia affecting the large intestine is also known as colonic ischemia. Intestinal ischemia may refer to either the small or large bowel. It is important to note these terms, the reason being is that acute mesenteric ischemia has a high mortality of upwards of 60% and requires emergent surgical intervention, whereas colonic ischemia is much more benign in comparison with a mortality of less than 10% and often can be managed with medical therapy alone. All right, now before we get into today's case, it's important to quickly discuss the blood supply of the GI system. We'll remember that there are three branches off your aorta that supply your GI system. The first branch, or your celiac trunk, branches just after passing through the aortic hiatus of the diaphragm and gives off the common hepatic, left gastric, and splenic artery. Branches of the celiac trunk supply the liver, stomach, abdominal esophagus, and the superior half of the duodenum and pancreas. The next branch is the superior mesenteric artery that gives off the inferior pancreatico-duodenal artery the right, middle, and iliopolic arteries. The right and middle colic arteries are both secondary retroperitoneal, meaning that they were fixed to the posterior body wall throughout development and supply the ascending and transverse colon. These vessels will supply the distal end of the duodenum all the way until the splenic flexure. Specifically, the inferior pancreatico-duodenal artery anastomosis with the superior pancreatico-duodenal artery to supply the head of the pancreas. The inferior pancreatico-duodenal artery also supplies the ascending and inferior part of the duodenum. The right and middle colic artery will supply the ascending and transverse colon respectively. The iliocolic artery will supply the distal end of the ilium, cecum, and the appendix. The final branch is the inferior mesenteric artery, which gives off the left colic, sigmoid, and superior rectal arteries to supply the descending colon, the sigmoid colon, and the proximal rectum, respectively. Okay, great, Brendan. That was super helpful. So just to recap, there are three branches off of the aorta that supply the GI system. The first is the celiac trunk. The next is the superior mesenteric artery. And the third is the inferior mesenteric artery. Okay, so why are we talking about blood supply in so much detail? This is because there are certain areas of the bowel that are prone to ischemia because of insufficient collateral blood supply. These are known as watershed areas and are located at the splenic flexure and the rectosigmoid junction. At the splenic flexure, the marginal artery of of Drummond meets the left colic artery and is a common area of poor perfusion. For the rectosigmoid junction, the descending branches of the left colic artery anastomose with the superior rectal artery and is another point of weakness. All right, so now that we know the common areas where intestinal ischemia is most likely to occur, let's talk about why it happens. Ischemia occurs when there is an inadequate amount of oxygen that is delivered to the tissue. 
While there are many neuro and hormonal mechanisms to prevent this from happening, such as the sympathetic nervous system and the RAS angiotensin pathway and intrinsic autoregulation of blood flow, various etiologies can cause mesenteric ischemia. It's important to know as well that the tissue can also be injured by reperfusion after a decrease in blood flow, and this is known as a reperfusion injury. Okay, so there are three big categories of medical conditions or etiologies that would affect blood, to blood flow throughout the body and specifically to the intestines. The first category is known as acute mesenteric arterial occlusion. Essentially, there is an embolus from your heart that dislodges and clogs one of the major intestinal blood supplies, which most often affects the superior mesenteric artery. Risk factors for this include patients with cardiac diseases like arrhythmias, valvular disease, infective endocarditis, MI, ventricular aneurysm, atherosclerosis, or aneurysms. The second big category of medical conditions that can affect blood supply to the intestines is known as an arterial thrombus. This usually occurs in patients that have a history of intestinal ischemia from atherosclerotic disease, and risk is increased in those with advanced age, low CO states, peripheral arterial disease, or traumatic injury. The third category includes venous thrombosis. These occur in the setting of hypercoagulable states like malignancy or prior abdominal surgery. Okay, so let's get to our case. You are on your third week of general surgery rotation, and you are asked to see Miss Johnson, who is a 60-year-old male in the ED that is complaining of severe 10 out of 10 abdominal pain with a history of appendectomy, myocardial infarction four years ago, type 2 diabetes, and atrial fibrillation. He describes his pain as colicky, nonspecific pain that is out of proportion to what we would be, be expected on a physical exam. There is no guarding or rebound tenderness when you examine his abdomen. What are some of the clues that may lead you to think this is acute mesenteric ischemia? Okay, listen up listeners, because this is a clinical pro. On history, the number one most indicative finding that the patient may have is, um, intestinal ischemia is that the patient reports pain that is disproportionate to both the physical exam and compared to what you would see in other abdominal etiologies. In other words, really, really, really bad pain reported by the patient, but when you palpate the abdomen, the abdomen is soft and less tender than you would expect. <clears throat> Another thing is that the description of pain can also be a clue to the specific etiology. Pain from, a, pain from an occlusion of an artery is typically sudden, severe, periembolical, and associated with nausea and vomiting. For those who have chronic mesenteric ischemia, the pain is often postprandial, and the patient will report an aversion to eating or weight loss. Pain that has a more insidious onset that comes and goes may be more suspicious for a venous thrombosis. In non-occlusive mesenteric ischemia, the pain may not be as bad as it would be if there was an arterial occlusive cause, and it can be overshadowed by hypotension, hypovolemia, and cardiac arrhythmias. Okay, great. And what do you think about this patient's past medical history or family history? Right. So typically, patients may have a history of an embolic event or have a medical history of atrial fibrillation or other cardiac causes. However, most patients present with nonspecific abdominal symptoms and a non-contributory family or personal history. A personal fam or family history of DVT or PE is also common and seen in approximately one third of patients. Okay, Lauren, and what would you expect to see on physical exam? Unfortunately, on exam, there are no pathognomonic signs like you might see with something like appendicitis. 
You might see mild abdominal distension, signs of peritoneal inflammation like rebound tenderness and guarding with occult blood in the stool initially. If patients come in with a more progressed case, then the abdomen will slowly become grossly descendant with absent bowel sounds and peritoneal signs. All right, now let's move on from history and physical. What kind of lab studies or imaging should we order for these patients with query intestinal ischemia? Okay, so for these patients, we want to order a CBC. People with intestinal ischemia might have leukocytosis. We also want to order lactate, but we need to keep in mind that a high lactate would be a late finding. Any patient with an acute abdomen and, and metabolic acidosis has bowel ischemia until proven otherwise. To monitor the patient's progress, an amylase, CK, and ALP can be used. As for imaging, an abdominal contrast CT will help you visualize the bowel and look for pneumostasis, portal venous gas, luminal dilation, SMA or SMV thrombosis, and mesenteric gas, all of which can be seen in bowel ischemia. But the gold standard if you suspect arterial occlusive mesenteric ischemia is a CT angiography. All right. So now that we know about risk factors and etiology, a little bit about the history and physical and the investigations and imaging we wanna order, let's talk about an approach to treatment for bowel ischemia. Great. So the first step in all patients, when in particularly these patients, is to ensure that the patient is hemodynamically stable. For this, we use fluids, correct metabolic acidosis, and provide prophylactic broad spectrum antibiotics. You might consider inserting a Foley catheter to ad accurately monitor urine output, and depending on the case, consider anticoagulation. The rest of the management will depend or not on whether the patient needs surgery. Anticoagulation can be considered post-op, but if a patient is not undergoing surgery, anticoagulation can be started immediately. Many of these patients will be sent for an exploratory laparoscopy or laparotomy to assess the viability of the bowel. If there is an ischemic segment, this will require resection at the time of surgery. If the patient is on pressors and very sick at the time of surgery, a second looked laparotomy 24 to 48 hours later might be needed to ensure that the remaining bowel is, vi is viable before considering an anastomosis or stoma. These patients are often in the ICU and kept MPO with a nasogastric tube in between the surgeries. Okay, but what about managing the original cause for the ischemia? Right, so this part is a little more complicated for clerks, but essentially this depends on the etiology. Patients may, may require embolectomy or mesenteric endorectomy for mesenteric arterial occlusion. Anticoagulation can be used in cases of mesenteric arterial or venous occlusion. Percutaneous transluminal angioplasty and stent can be used in cases of mesenteric arterial occlusion. Since there are many different pathophysiologies, it is important to elicit the best one for your particularly ca particular case and discuss with your team. Well, there you have it. Sounds like bowel ischemia can be, a comp can be complicated depending on the cause and the location of ischemia. But for clerks, let's focus on some of the key points. First, history and physical exam findings, which include pain out of proportion to physical exam findings, is, is often seen in bowel ischemia. And let's remember the inv initial investigations include a CBC, a lactate, and a CT abdo with contrast. Management will depend on if the patient needs surgery, but it's important to keep your patients hemodynamically stable and correct any metabolic acidosis and start broad spectrum antibiotics for these patients initially. Wow, that was a great summary, Brendan. Also, just before we leave you, I wanna re reiterate one more time because this is a common question that you might get asked in the OR. There are three major branches 
coming off of the aorta that supply blood supply to the gut. The first is the celiac trunk, the second is the superior mesenteric artery, and the third is the inferior mesenteric artery. We highly recommend that you review the branches coming off of these before any general surgery OR because these are questions that you commonly get asked. Okay, thank you so much to all of our listeners for listening today, and we hope to see you soon. Check out the Clerk Commute on Twitter for the latest updates about the podcast. Bye, guys.